I didn't do the countdown. Okay, pretend there's a countdown. Do 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 I totally forgot it. Uh Ali Bros Live. Here we are. No, OG means I think it means original gangsta, but it stands now for original, right? Original recipe. We're the original. I should have said original recipe bros. Overwhelmingly gauche. Yeah, we uh the original uh Ami Bros are me and this dang old hippie here. What up, Omnibus Collector? Um, I'm the hair collector now. I'm like that guy in Doom Patrol, the the beard collecting dude. <laughs> but it's just my hair. I actually my aesthetically hair. it looks good. Your hair's all dark, and then just that fringe of your beard is gray. It looks really cool. I don't, I'd have to dye everything except that little skunk spot. But I'm trying to, is it, is it Reed? Does Reed Richards, is he the one that has the chin or is it Dr. Strange? I think Dr. Strange, Reed has the gray sideburns always. Or he used to. I mean, oh, geez. Well, his, his hair on the side. Yeah, he had the, the gray hair. Um, I'm looking right now. Yeah, he's, he's. He doesn't have a gray beard. I think Doctor Strange is who you're thinking of, who you're modeling yourself after. Um, so I, I'm looking it up, and, and it's all just pictures of bendy dudes. Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, Coquito. Co Coquito. Yes, sir. Lone Star. Hey, Lone Star. National cranberry beer of Texas. Soda. Nice, nice, nice cranberry and soda. Okay. How, is Lone, how is Lone Star, by the way? I've heard it's like the hipster beer. I've never had it. It's uh, it's Texas's beer that's literally owned by Pabst Blue Ribbon. It, it's oh. it's about two bucks a can. It used to be cheaper, of course. Like two bucks a can? I'd have never been an alcoholic if beer was that expensive. But it used to be like a buck. But now, yeah. how much did I... No, I got a... I'm think, I might be thinking bottle, two bucks a bottle. I got I got a twelve pack and it was about ten dollars. Oh, okay. So that's, that's not, not that's, that's not, not bad. bad. And that was at Target, and Target's like stupid with their prices. Uh, speaking of Target, which lets me segue into uh, our favorite place, Costco. I was at Costco a few days ago, Lou, and do you know what they sell frozen there now? No, Baby. they brought it back. Chicken bakes. Baby, we gotta go. Damn it. Have to check it <laughs> Did you get them? Uh, I, I didn't I didn't know it until the woman in front of me put them on the conveyor belt. And I was like, what are those? And she's like, these are the chicken bakes. And you can take them home and they're awesome. And I'm like, oh, wow. Wait till I tell my friend. <laughs> are we are we getting, are we talking food? Because I have some food to talk about. Uh, and a new microphone to talk into. A yeah. <laughs> This Holy shit, we're live. I didn't even realize we were live. Oh, Jeez. yeah, we are live. This <laughs> is my my ASMR microphone where I can tell you about the stuff I got from Burger King this week. Are you looking up chicken bakes right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of chicken bakes, you can't get chicken bakes, but you can get your Omnis and other collected editions for... 42, 38, 50 percent, 
65% off at instocktrades.com where I can't find the freaking picture. Picture here. Here's one of me. Be careful. Yeah, that's me right there. now. The wrong one. Oh, Space Ghost. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Instocktrades.com where you can get your collected editions up to 65% off in some cases. Uh, uh, the last Monday of every month, we give away a free $50 gift card worth $50 worth of credit at InStockTrades.com, courtesy of InStockTrades.com. Uh, don't forget, 2% extra loyalty discount. Who's your boy that got the Metal Omni for 52% off the mismarked price that I'm not going to talk about, but it was mismarked for a little bit. <laughs> And I got it. Is it back to normal? It is back to normal. I checked. Oh, so man. Your boy got it. Okay, so sorry. Uh, 2% off, yeah. Um, $50 or more in an order, which that order was, gets you free shipping in the United States. I also got Manifest Destiny 8 to go along with the missing Manifest Destiny 7, which could literally be anywhere in the house. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. But I'm not buying seven until I completely comb everything. Uh, oh, yeah. InStockTrades.com. Fabulous customer service. Fabulous packaging. That's InStockTrades.com. Uh, right. I got that. My uh, wife is. Uh, oh, here it is. My, <laughs> wife is. my wife is criticizing you because of the lack of mouth art. Oh, oh! Well, I usually only do it on Mondays. Oh, I've, I've got, I got mine. It's elsewhere. Do you have yours? I go finally found it. Oh, go get it. Okay. What is your, what does your wife want me to play? I, I'm taking requests. What do you want, baby? Hmm? What do you want? No, no? Oh, she got nothing now. <laughs> What's uh, the, uh, uh, the song from The Simpsons? Oh, fuck. Reverend Lovejoy. Bart tricks the organist to play. I don't know why I'm playing in, in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden. You want all 17 minutes of in the, in the Garden of Eden? I've got two. Wait. No, wait. That's Sunshine of Your Love. <laughs> that to me is one of the best Simpsons bits ever. And they're all holding up their candles at the end of the performance. <laughs> I love that it cuts just smells like rock and or roll. I love that it cuts to 17 minutes later and the organist just passes out. Boom. Is that the one that le that's the one that leads to uh um th that's the soul one where Bart trades his soul for two dollars? Yeah. Um oh that is an epic episode. That's a good episode, yeah. I yeah. love that episode. Okay. I recently like a month ago i caught up with the simpsons again because i was about a season plus behind mm -hmm. and what, as a, what, you, what year are they on like 33 or something <laughs> I, yeah it's 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 crazy That's as long as you guys have been alive <laughs> i know um but i watched all the stuff that i hadn't seen and and you know the same fair it's you know oh it's it's most of it's not good some of it's fine there's a few good ones sprinkled in um and afterwards, I decided to 
um, you know, that wasn't enough. So I tortured myself and I actually caught up with uh, Family Guy up to the current episodes. Ooh. Oh. And I watched, I think I told you guys this, guys this in our chat, but just to put it out there, that was like 12 seasons that I hadn't seen. Uh, it was like 200 plus episodes. I watched every single one over the course of a couple of weeks, like while working and doing other stuff. I just had it go in the background. And I, I cannot for the life of me understand how that show is still alive. Like, it's, it's not good. It's really not. And like, I, it, used, to, I used to love it. Yeah. I also haven't watched it in a while. In the early episodes, it was fine. And I, I was telling my parents this because my parents are, are the type that, like, my dad was watching All in the Family recently. And Family Guy is very much like he's trying to push All in the Family with, like, an animated series was what McFarlane was doing at the beginning, at least. Yeah. But <clears throat> my, my dad's the one who watching All in the Family is like, they can't do this on TV now. And I'm like, I told him they do. It's all the stuff that they try to put on Family Guy, but there's no fucking punchline. I say yeah. fuck on this show. I do on the Thursday show. Um, there's no punchline. Yeah. And that's that's what makes it like, it's just not funny. So people are like, oh, they can't do that now. I'm like, it's not that they can't. It's that when they, it's not, they don't do it well. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, it very much seems like a lot of the stuff that's grandfathered in, they don't get shit anymore. They could literally do anything that they want and they won't catch any shit. Like this... Um, South Park, It's Always Sunny, those shows, they could do literally whatever they want. Everybody's just like, yeah, it's just those guys. It's it's Always Sunny is, I think, it's similar to why uh, All in the Family worked is because you're not, they're not vindicating the characters. Like, each of the main characters are terrible. <laughs> not at and all. they let you know that every single episode. Like, these are terrible people. So when they do terrible things, you're not supposed to be watching it and thinking like, oh, this is a great protagonist that I'm supposed to try and emulate, you know? And that's all in the family. Like Archie was never vindicated. He was always in the wrong and he was often corrected for what he was doing and saying throughout the series. The problem is with like family guy is Peter will say something racist. There's no punchline. It's not something that's funny. There's no correction. It's just like, Hey, racist statement against black people or Jewish people or anything else. And they just don't have any sort of joke there. It's just there. And I'm like, you could at least try. (laughs) You look at things like it's always sunny. You have, one of your main characters is illiterate. <laughs> Their main character is a potential serial killer, which has not been confirmed in 14 seasons, but they keep dropping hints at it. Um, Mac is just, I don't, Mac is kind of like the lovable one of the group, despite everything. He's just an idiot, though. He's just an idiot at the end of the day. And D is just horrible. In gen- and Frank I, is disgusting. This is probably my biggest cultural, pop cultural gap is that I haven't watched this show, but Tyler. Uh, when he visited me, he showed me a clip of it where some guy was giving lessons on how to get a woman in bed and <laughs> climb out the window at, and <laughs> climb out the window afterwards. Which guy is that? Was That's Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. That's Dennis? Yeah. He's the potential serial killer. Oh. <laughs> the, the Dennis system. Yeah. There's a, actually, I want to highlight this. Because James Abel, uh, I think, who's has a full-time job of making gifts of me, did this one. <laughs> Al's back in Pog form. I was. I'm gonna try and find it and then put a link in our in the chat on here so that y'all can see it. But I was on um, eBay earlier. 
and I was looking up skateboard decks to use as decoration because I got a couple and I really love them, so I want to get a couple more. Um, and there was an elf one. <laughs> and okay, so I found it. I'm gonna send the link to it. Like, and then Jess, hopefully you can put it up there. Uh, let's see in the private comments. I'm gonna Wait, here here. Where are private comments? Right here, on the side private chat next to comments. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Also, FYI, uh, HBO has just canceled Titans and Doom Patrol. Excuse me. Uh... What? Yeah, they just announced that they canceled Titans and Doom Patrol. Okay, let's see. I got... Okay, just a sec. Let me share this. Chrome time. Alf eats cat. Miami high skateboards. Okay. All right, chat. There Should it I is. It? Whoa, you're gonna put that on your wall? <laughs> that is horrifying. Yeah, I, I, I would I, think twice about that one, man. I, yeah, Riley. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the thought, but I really think you're gonna regret that. <laughs> it, look, it's forty bucks, though. Oh, well, it's 40 bucks. Even if it was four bucks, I think you'd regret it. But it's Al, and he's back in skateboard form. Skateboard form. <laughs> he's eating Garfield. Because I also have a bunch of Gar. I don't have any Alf stuff, but I have a bunch of Garfield stuff. Mm. And so when I saw that, I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many were made and how many... Eight available, seven sold. So there wow. would be dozens of you almost that have this. Dozens of us. Yeah. Wow. What's the Miami High reference? Uh, I'm guessing they're a skate company. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. That is horrifying, and I'm very worried about you. I didn't even, I didn't look it up. I looked up, uh, I think I looked up, like, Honestly, like anime skateboard deck because I have uh, Naruto and Yu Yu Hakusho, so I was like, let me get two more in that theme. And that was the first thing that, like, literally one of the first things that popped up. I was like, what the hell? Let me see if I can catch up in the chat. Larry says, I bought the CD of Iron Butterfly, Zinagata Davida. Everything on this album sucks so hard. I forgot there was anything else but Inagata Davida on that album because the whole. First side, I think, is Inagata Davida. Here's Kenny. Hey, yo. Oh, here's a question to the chat. And it's been asked a couple times. But, uh, somebody else hasn't seen it. But John is asking, what would you say is the best Simpson episode? Now, we all have our favorites. That one about Bart losing his soul is a 100% classic. And when Simpsons was right in the sweet spot. Um it's not my favorite, but it's awesome. But I will let you guys go. Um, no, Riley is not going to get drunk again and go off on Civil War II. <laughs> no, I, I don't even remember what Civil War II was about. I drank that memory out of my entire head. Uh, <laughs> the Simpsons, I have two like favorites. One of them is the one that the, the Homer, like, do it for her, comes from. Oh, yeah. That one is just emotionally, like, kicks my ass. Um, 
the yeah, same reason why like my favorite Futurama episodes are like the one where Fry gets stung by a bee and the one with the dog. Oh, like, the one with uh, the dog. I was afraid uh, you were going to say that. God, that makes me cry. I can't uh, watch that one. It's the, so heartbreaking. The other one, the other Simpsons that I love is one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes where Homer goes into like the like 3D world. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I just, especially for at the time, because I think that was when, like, 3D uh, video games, like the N64 and PS1, were first coming into prominence. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see uh, The Simpsons in, like, 3D at that time. And, that and at the time, that thing was way expensive to make. Oh, I'm sure. Because I think every episode is, like, a million dollars worth of work anyway. And that tacked on, like, an extra million yeah, a lot of my favorites are Treehouse of Horror episodes, and those are yeah. some of the ones that are still the best ones. Those are consistently good. Yeah. Because they're only like 10 minutes, 8 minutes long, and they can make their point. They do whatever they want, also. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons the most recent season was somewhat like interesting, was because there was... There was a Treehouse of Horror episode, but then like I think it was sandwiched between two other non-canon episodes... Hmm. Um, <laughs> canon i love that there's canon for this well, there, you know like the type of stuff where it was the one where lou i think you mentioned in the chat about like martin being a a grown man like yeah posing as a was, kid that was weird because i read that yeah. and i'm like okay i'm willing to go with this for the sake of the joke and I think it could work if they really ran with it, but it turned out it wasn't true. It wasn't real. Right. It, it was one of those. It wasn't the Treehouse of Horror, but it was, I think, the non-canon right after it. And there was another non-canon right before it. Mm-hmm. And that one, it was uh, it was like a couple of people pretending to be anonymous, like they were wearing fake like Simpson style Guy Fox oh, masks. We're standing in front of a computer and they're like, we're going to leak all the secret like Simpsons episodes and stuff. And then like they were putting stuff oh. up like that. There was like three in a row, and I was like, "Man, we're winning! Like, we are eating well with the Simpsons this year." <laughs> yeah, but just there was an episode. I think I told you this where Martin. I don't. I don't think I've heard this. Okay, so there was an episode that apparently it's not considered canon. It aired and it threw everybody online off. It threw me online off, and I was willing to go with it because I'm like, it could be really interesting if they play with that. The concept is that Martin is actually an adult. And he is an undercover agent working in the school. And he has a wife and kid he comes home to every single night when he gets dropped off. That was a real episode? Mm-hmm. What? It was, it was part of a clip episode. Oh. I, well, I got to see that. I it love was, Martin. I think it was one of the earlier episodes of the current season. Oh, okay. Yeah. My favorite episode... Uh, Besides the soul one is the one where this is early on where <laughs> Homer discovers uh, a dump truck had tipped over and uh, uh, ejected its contents of sugar. So yeah. there's a big pile of sugar and he starts bagging it up. I'm going to sell it for five dollars a bag. And Margie goes, I can get it for 69 cents at the store. <laughs> and, and Lisa goes, there's a blasting cap in this. Homer goes, see, it comes with free prizes. (laughs) And that's the one where it's like, bees make honey to the bee mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Because all their bees have gone to where Homer's sugar pile is. It's so great. I love that one. That's the one where Lisa gets a rival in school 
Um, and uh, the rival is a little bit smarter than Lisa and, and the bullies start picking on the rival. And it's, I think it's called Lisa's rival, but the best part is Homer's trying to bag up all that sugar uh, and Englishmen are stealing it for their tea and stuff. I love that episode. But I also love the episode when it was a treehouse of horror and it turned out Ned Flanders was the devil. I love that episode. Oh my God, that's so it's, good. We have a lineup of history's greatest criminals, including Richard Nixon. And he appears and Nixon goes, but I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Quiet, you. Sorry, master. You know, no, there there is a canon because Maud dies mm -hmm. early on from a Well, that's true. Day. Yeah, and, and then days dead. They and then Miss Krabappel, Miss Krabappel died, and and that and Miss Krabappel also dated Ned. <clears throat> yeah, and so Ned like has parts where he's like, "Damn, man! Like I lost Maude and I lost Miss Krabappel." Yeah. Well, I think they had to write Miss Krabappel out of the show because Marcia yeah. Wallace died. And yes. Same with Phil Hartman, who was so brilliant as Lionel Hutz attorney at law and what was the other character he played uh troy uh <laughs> dial m for murderousness <laughs> you may remember me troy in McClure. such films as troy mcclure yeah troy McClure. <laughs> he was so great i love i love the troy mcclure stuff um <laughs> my favorite episode is probably homer goes to space I, I, oh. love, I love that episode watch out they're ruffled watch out they're ruffled <laughs> <laughs> with so, Buzz Aldrin, with is Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, Aldrin still alive? He is. He just got married like a week ago. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm not kidding. He's like 90 something, and he just got married like a week ago. To someone like a fraction of his age, too. I think she's like in her 70s or 60s or something like that. I thought oh. she was much younger. I don't know. I wanted to hear she was like 23, and he was like Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Buzz Aldrin's wife? I think a, a good question, Re, like regarding The Simpsons, is like what Simpsonsisms do you use in your regular life? Oh well, dough, dough. Because like I, I will say thing all the time. I will call <laughs> things perfectly cromulent. Just like if someone asks, like something that I'm like, eh, they're like, how is the whatever, and like. Like someone recently asked me how the translation, in my opinion, was on a certain manga, and I said I think it's perfectly cromulent. Because I'm like, what? Is, what am I going to say to that? How's the translation? So I always, simple. when my wife and daughter are around, I always say, "There's no such thing as Scotchtoberfest," and they just look at me. You used me, Skinner. You used me. <laughs> so his wife is 63 years old. Oh, I thought she was a lot younger. 30 years younger? That's a score. That's a pull. Yeah, she's not bad looking either. Good job, Buzz. Yeah, Buzz living his best life. Oh, wait, way back, because I'm running this, we're always late on the chat. Rodimus Prime has given me, since I'm the leading Hispanic authority in, on, in the comic book world, uh, my pronunciation lesson today for Espanol and it says, Omni hermanos en vivo y a todo calor. Buen provecho a todos y salud. That was not bad, man. Oh, he's Thank getting good. You. He's getting real good, man. Well, Rodimus is the, helping the, me. He got the silent H. He didn't say hermanos. 
Mm-mm. Oh shit! I know better than that. Hermanos. That's that's good though, because a lot of people they'll say Hermanos and Jalapeno. Oh man, I'm not Peggy Hill. I'm not calling it Espanol. <laughs> Espanol. Oh man, you missed the, you missed the deep dive on Monday, Riley. We found out Jess was almost a Taco Bell manager. A Taco Bell manager? I was a talk. I was almost a Taco Bell owner. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's I'm how I get Taco um, Bell now. That's how I ended up staying here because my job, uh, the audience already knows this, so I'll make it quick. Uh, In 1987, my job had stopped here in this area, and I got approached to become a a managing partner in a a partnership that was going to open up uh, Taco Bells in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, which is just over the border. Um, and my job was going to be to manage the franchises and find real estate for uh, opening new Taco Bells. So I said, okay, instead of going back to California, I'll stay here. I worked in a Taco Bell. The first thing they have you do is work in a Taco Bell for a month. So I did everything in Taco Bell, front, back, bathrooms, cleaning, whatever. I did it all. And yes, I washed my hands after I did the bathroom. Um, And then like two weeks later, after I had made this life decision, I met Patty and fell in love with her immediately. Oh. Then two weeks after that, they cut me out and said, we don't yeah. think we have what it takes to find the real estate. Damn. Dude, that's the easiest part. I just buy a <laughs> McDonald's. And if there's an empty lot across the street, we build a Taco Bell. Yeah. And they're like, no, we just, uh, so I was, when I met her parents at the end of the summer, I was still jobless still looking for work and uh i'm proud to say that i never really worked for the whole time i've been married to patty well it was hard i had to avoid a lot of things so but i was almost a taco bell owner uh i'm on a taco bell right next to to where i am yeah just find a college campus and and put a taco bell there that that's it's easy like find anywhere where people are up at like one two o'clock hungry and put a taco bell there it's easy money it really is easy money i i'm going as soon as i'm off of of this i'm going to taco bell i don't know what (laughs) i'm gonna get but i'm going to taco bell well are you a a gordita crunch kind of guy i dude i migrate through the entire menu if so i let me tell you i usually spend i'm not telling you it's a good thing but I, I'm telling you, it's a thing. <laughs> I usually spend about 20 bucks every time I go to Taco Bell. 100%. Just for me. Just, just for me. No, and um, sometimes that does include a drink. If it does include a drink, it's going to be a Baja Blast. Mm-hmm. Right. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes if I want that extra food, um, I get just enough to where that final piece of food, like the final burrito or whatever, is too much. And I eat it in <laughs> I always put in at least one cheesy rice and bean burrito because that's like a staple. What I've come to really love is the five layer uh, beefy cheesy burrito or whatever it's called. That one's one that's made really well because they, it's like a layer of, of cheese on the outside. It's all nice and melty. And then the inside Mm. is nice and beefy and stuff. Um, The potatoes are always great. Uh, spicy potato taco. I don't usually get it, but it is great. The potato, like Fiesta potato bowl is great as well. Uh, I had for the first time in absolutely years, like I don't know how many years, over a decade, I had a Mexican pizza. I was just about and to ask about Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. That was solid. 
Um, and then if they have a new item, I will usually get at least one of the new item every time I go. And I think right now they have chicken wings. I mean, I'm a little incredulous about Taco Bell chicken wings, but I was about Taco Bell fries as well. And the Taco Bell fries are freaking fire. So, you know, I'll make up my order of, of these various items and, and then I'll throw in like a crunch wrap or a, um, or, or a gordita crunch or something like that in there. Yeah. But the best part about Taco Bell. We will, is, we will. Uh, <clears throat> the customization stuff. And if, if you're like me and you're, you're shy and you don't like to, like you're socially awkward, you don't want to tell them on the intercom, you get that Taco Bell app. And I have that Taco Bell app. And you can customize anything in there. You can take out like anything that has like beef, you can add in chicken or, or whatever. You can add in black beans. You can make anything black bean or refried bean. You can add potatoes on anything. So anything can be veg. Anything can be vegan. And everything's cooked separately as far as I'm aware. Um, so everything can be veg or vegan. Does DoorDash bring that to you? Or do you have to order it separately and go pick it up? Uh, DoorDash is a scam. I'm not I'm not paying <laughs> some guy to come and bring food to, to find out where I live. No, I'm, I'm off the grid. Oh, man. man. DoorDash is mana from heaven yeah. for me. I, I'm, I will go. I've got a Taco Bell like five minutes from me, man. I will go drive to Taco Bell, get that stuff. And those people are always so happy to be there. The guy's like high as shit. And he's like, <laughs> hey, bud, how, how are you? I'm like, I'm good now, man. How are you? It's true. No, it's totally true. I, you know, the, the, the thing that I was disappointed the most in last time I went to Taco Bell was the uh, Doritos Crunch. Like, the Oh, Doritos yeah, those shells made out of different Doritos. I wasn't impressed. I was not impressed by that, to be honest with you. Have you I put that by? Okay, there's only two of us now. Uh-oh, what happened? I took him out because he didn't like the Doritos Loco Yoko or whatever no, it was. The, the it Yoko. was okay. I expected more of a Dorito taste to it. Dude, did you have you put the Doritos Loco taco shell inside of the Gordita? The yeah. Crunch, no. Gordita Crunch. No. That's good. I feel like I'm missing something now. Go go do that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you to do that right now. Uh, okay, let's see. We talked about the skateboard. Matthew is uh, threatening to send me a bombshell version of Darkhawk. Don't you dare. That's your Everest. How dare you? Uh, Natural Bridge. I think Lou's been watching Severance. I definitely want to watch Severance. Severance was good. It was great. It was amazing. Uh, Aku is complaining that we're not talking about comics. That's what the Monday show is for. What are comics? Wednesday shows are always shoot the shit. What are comics? And I'm 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 like not on this show typically, so like it's kind of just a catch up type thing. There are Simpsons comics. There are also Taco Bell corporate branded comics. Like have you not seen the the like I don't remember if it was Marvel or DC or both, but like they have had um Branded Taco Bell comics where like the the superheroes were, will interact with the Taco Bell. So, so we're talking comic adjacent. Everything is comic adjacent. Oh, this is interesting. The caramel apple empanada was you forgot to put the tilde over the end, or is it empanada? Empanada. Empanada. Okay. It wasn't all in Spanish, so I wasn't ready. It was the best dessert, but they took off they took them off the menu here in PR. I don't think we have them here either. I yeah, that doesn't sound familiar to me. I know I know that it, we did have it, but we don't now. 
but I don't I don't usually mess with their their desserts that often. I you know what I do because um, you're too full on your nine items of twenty dollars worth. Yes, and then I pass out, and then I wake up, and I like feel set, kind of not great, and then I eat something else, and I feel fine. It's like being hungover and like having hair of the dog. Just eat more Taco Bell after you wake up. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I what's in a Mexican pizza? I it, you don't um, ask questions like that. I will tell you, um, <laughs> it is like nothing at Taco Bell is is Mexican. It's all Mexican adjacent. Oh yeah. Like it's no, they're not, they don't have like actual Mexican food. Yeah. It's there's like, Mexican food and American food and the Venn diagram of Taco Bell. It, it, it leans it's heavily, like Mexican influenced. Yeah. It leans heavily towards American, but the Mexican pizza, as we are going to call it, or as they call it, it's, it's two tostadas and, and uh, they have like a layer of refried beans and ground beef. Um, and then the second tostada goes on top. And I think on that one is like, uh, they have a sauce, like their their pizza sauce, which is basically just like a, a thin salsa, hmm. and then cheese and tomatoes and onions and all that jazz. It's super cheesy. It's it's really good. And like I had like I had said before, I hadn't had one in a while. And being that it's on two tostadas, I thought it was gonna be like super crunchy and like messy to eat, just like crunch in and shit goes everywhere. But it it gets really soft because of the like the beans and the meat. So it's it kind of is pizza-ish, like, in that manner. I propose that the next time we meet, which should be next Wednesday, we all have Taco Bell on the air, and we're just eating it right into the microphone, and we'll it'll get numbers like Mad Libs and Pop-Tart. Oh, Jesus. As, <laughs> yeah, as, as, at least it's your idea, not mine, because then I can't get one for it. <laughs> I, but everybody loves Taco Bell, and I, I well, I... I love Taco Bell and I love to have Taco Bell if we had just a major crunch fest going on and Luke could try the cheesy gordita with the Dorito Loco in it. That could happen. That could very well happen. Hey, I'm going to pivot here. I got Riley on here because I've asked you this just before. Riley, what is your favorite sub place? And it's a chain, like a favorite sub. sub. For me, I think Jersey Mike's is king. Okay. You get a 14 inch sub that kicks you like a mule in your stomach and it's amazing uh i you know like sometimes when you have one thing at one place and you like ride that high forever even though it has never been emulated um that happened for me at firehouse subs oh yeah firehouse subs had a a hawaiian barbecue pork sandwich one time and it was like one of the best things i've ever shoved into my mouth <laughs> and i it, i like i'm not even exaggerating like it was shredded pork with like a barbecue like a sweet barbecue sauce and coleslaw and it, it was i think that was it maybe pickles i don't know um and it, it was so good so good the and it was on a, a king's hawaiian roll like bun. That was amazing it was so good and they've as far as i'm aware they've never had it again and that was like 10 years ago. And I still think about it. Like when I go past a, a firehouse, I still look and I'm like, do they have it this time? And they don't. And it, like no sub place since then has ever kind of met the standard. Mm. It wasn't a sub even. It wasn't as that. So it's kind of cheating because it was it was just like a round sandwich. But um, 
but I, I, I give it to, excuse me, I give it to Firehouse because of that sandwich. Mm. Everything else I've gotten from Firehouse is serviceable. The other thing that I like about Firehouse is a lot of them that I've been to will have like a rack of hot sauces. So I can just like try every one that I want. Oh, that's good. And then they have um, their cherry limeade, which is really tasty. Uh, I haven't. There he is. Been, I haven't been to um, Jersey Mike's yet. Oh, Jess. So it, yeah, it sounds like, and I also haven't had the chicken bake yet, so I need to do both of those things. But I like, uh, as far as um, I, I think, Firehouse is still the one I like best. Uh, but Jersey Mike's sounds like I need to investigate. What's the sandwich you get there the most? The Italian. You get oh, 14 Italian. Dude, it's got vinegar, it's got oil in it, it's got lettuce. To, oh my God, Jeff. Let's see if Jersey Mike's is on uh, DoorDash. I'm sure it is. It's a traditional. Oh my God, dude. Gabe's uh, beard. My, my, my reaction to Gabe's beard is like Jess's reaction when he saw my hair. I had no idea Riley had long hair. I and sent y'all a picture of it like two months ago. Yeah, Jess. Come on, uh, man. You, you didn't make it your wallpaper on your phone, like I did. got that God of War beard, man. I'm yeah, man. Dude, 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 I bought a straightener, like a hot iron straightener, and stuff. I have too. one of those. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's Still a very metro-related question. Do you guys consider the Batman to be the best Batman live-action film now? I'm still between that and The Dark Knight. <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, I, I think I would just because while the Dark Knight is a great film and many like I'm, I'm echoing the sentiment of so many people. So I'm not saying anything original here. The Dark Knight is not necessarily it, it doesn't sink or swim by being a Batman film. No. The Batman mm. is a Batman film inside and out. And it is fantastic. The Dark yeah. Knight is a fantastic film. It doesn't have it could just be a crime film. It's it's heat, you know. Yeah, no, spot on. I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what. Cause I, I rewatched I rewatched the Batman probably like three weeks ago and I was like, God damn, this thing kicks ass, dude. It's so good. I think yeah. I, I enjoy the Batman so much because I went into it expecting to not like it and mm -hmm. then like came out of it like holy butts, this movie is good. Yeah. I, I, I like Batman like Beyond Batman. better or Batman begins better. I think okay. what I like about the Batman was that he there was no Bruce Wayne persona that was different than the Batman persona. He was dark and mopey as Batman because yeah. of everything that had happened to him. And he was dark and mopey as Bruce Wayne. He didn't want to do any of that stuff that Bruce Wayne had to do. He was more interested in vengeance at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's, to me, that felt, I am aware that the Batman does not exist, that it's not real. <laughs> you talk, wait, wait, take that back, Jess. No, <laughs> come on. Uh, but if Batman did exist, I, I don't see how he could split his personalities like that. I mean, he's a brooding, bruised, broken soul yeah. that's, that's trying to uh, get vengeance. And, you know, at the end of the film, he wants justice. But it's, I mean, to me, that just that really helped me get into the film uh, about how Pattinson made it feel like the same person, hmm. Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. There was no like split. Um, so that that's why I, I loved it so much. I think that's something that they 
he could grow into. Yeah, and he did some detective work, work as Rodimus is saying. Yeah, the world's greatest detective. I, I, I like the Batman a lot, but I think the last 15 minutes ruined. Could have been cut out of the movie, and I'd have been fine with it. Once it turned into like, oh, look, there's a big flood inside the stadium and Batman's got to grapple around like a video game and save everybody. Mm-hmm. That took me out of that grounded detective work, brooding character storyline and idea. Once it started becoming like this whole flooded, saving everybody kind of thing, mm-hmm. grappling around, it, it was too much for me at that point. Once he solved the, the, the Riddler like scandal and the Riddler like side of things, that was it for me. Okay. That's when the movie could have ended. That extra 15, 20 minutes or so was too much. Fair. I think- and Batman Begins was like the best. That's like Christian Bale as Batman. It's the first time we actually, I felt like we got like a decent actor that could be Rob, or that could be Bruce Wayne and Batman. And they did the Playboy stuff where he comes in and like, oh, you can't come in here. And he's like, well, I'll just buy it a place and yeah. take a swim in the, in, the, in the lobster tank. You know, things like that. So it was things like that. The whole idea that there was like no special effects that Christopher Nolan used in it. Um, the kind of gotcha moment where it's like, oh, he uh, it's he's Rachel Ghoul? I thought it was this other guy. Like that whole kind of thing and the whole mm-hmm. training in the shadows and him, yeah. you know, being... I, I like the idea of Bruce Wayne and Batman being two separate entities or two separate kind of personality ideas. Like he's just a, he's really just a, just a baby with, you know, parents' issues, right? So... And I like the idea that the Batman is the mask or the Bruce Wayne persona is the mask and he's trying to be happy and try to be a public figure and stuff like that. And the traveling and the growth that they have in that movie, I think, is the best thing that we've had out of a Batman film other than Ben Affleck being Batman. I um, I did like at the very end where he says, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah, that's great. Right. I loved that. That was great. Um, my biggest gripe with the Batman is the fucking Joker. Oh, they, at the end? They had, <laughs> they had to shoehorn, shoehorn that in. That I motherfucker so in that You could I, cut out that whole thing and it wouldn't make a difference in that movie. Make it freaking Condiment King for all I care. Just don't <laughs> have the Joker. What? I'm. Everybody knows I am sick of the Joker, but wow. Yeah, that was... Sticking cool. the Joker yeah. in there? How... I Heath Ledger did the perfect Joker. Don't even bring the Joker back. That that twisted Riddler was so good and so mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. How interesting can the Joker be? I I don't care and I don't want him. Bring uh I don't know, uh Scarface and his his puppet back. That's what I want to see. I want to see like Scarface, I want to see Clayface, anybody can, with a face. Two faces. Anybody. anybody. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Give me Freeze. Give, give me a sympathetic Mr. Freeze like in Batman Batman Animated Adventures or whatever it is. Batman the Animated Series. The thing is you can do sympathetic can do or so psycho. Many, you can do we've seen it with the, the with the success of the Joker. You can do spin-off films with just the Batman villain and it can work. You could do a Mr. Freeze story and it would be a beautiful sympathetic film and stuff like that. Yeah, in recent years, the origin story has gotten a little bit cloudy because a lot of people have toyed with it a lot and said no. Of the Joker? Of uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, Mr. Freeze. Okay. Yeah. With, uh, especially recently, you know, 
Scott Snyder did his take on Mr. Freeze, where it turns out as a kid, he was kind of like a little in the head. And we also had uh, Mr. Freeze One Bad Day, um, which uh, I think was like One Bad Day or something like that. I'm a little fuzzy right now. Uh, it came out last year. And basically that whole thing was, yeah, he loved his wife, but he obsessively loved his wife yeah. to the point where he wanted to control her entire life. And it, refused yeah. to let her die. Refused to let her die. So it mm. got cloudy there. And I was like, eh. my my favorite interpretation is just go back to Heart of Ice. Keep it simple. You don't need to fuck around with it because it was already pretty much perfect. And he was a sympathetic villain from the from the jump. What wasn't it Heart of Ice that made him sort of sympathetic? Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, it was Heart of Ice that introduced that concept. Yeah. And Terry, the answer is yes. <laughs> because I love that cool spine. I kind of put that old school kind of comic book Rainbow Batman and stuff. That's Who and Kathy Kane, whose action figures I just unpacked. Who does the cover for those? Just those uh, collected editions. <laughs> That's Dick Sprang, the best name I, in comic books ever. I this looks like a Sprang cover to me. Because yeah. they they usually hire other people to do the cover. Yeah, that's pulled from a Detective Comics one. And yeah, because you got that Batmobile, right? The, yeah, the I bat think this sprang. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Some of the other ones they were using, like Chip, not Chip Kid. Who was it? Uh, well, they used Darwin Cook for the first few for a while. They're not the hit. Was it uh, who's the guy that did the Strange Adventures with Tom King? Who's not Mitch Garretts? Doc Shaner. Doc Shaner. I think Doc Shaner yeah. was doing because he has that that cool classic style. Doc Shaner yeah. is so good. Though. <clears throat> he's such a great artist. We didn't talk about him the other day when we did the best artist. I think he's up there. And you know, I forgot Nicola Scott. She's great. I and I'm so excited she's doing Titans with uh Tom Taylor because Nicola yeah. Scott is awesome. I felt badly that I forgot her. She's great. Yeah. What is it? The Justice League have broken up again. And now they're doing a, a new group, right? Titans. Uh, I, I'm in because of. Oh, is that the pres- Is that the premise? Yeah, the Justice League have broken up. They're like a band at this point. They'll they'll be back in a few years for a reunion tour with a new a new drummer. Yeah, <laughs> because the other one spontaneously combusted. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the whole gimmick is the Justice League have broken up, and now uh, Titans is going to be the. Oh, the so new there's going to be some grown-ups with the Titans. It's not Teen Titans. Okay, so oh, so it's a whole new grown-up, uh, yeah, grown-up adult. It's not Teen Titans. It's they're Titans. it's like a Justice League, but they're calling themselves Titans. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm even way, way more into this. It's basically the Teen Titans, but they're grown up now, and they're just going to be that. So you've got Nightwing, Starfire, um, Cyborg, uh, F- Wally, and yeah. The, oh, we uh, didn't. I don't remember bringing Nicola Scott up, but okay. Marcel knows what's up. The the uh, Titans they've been calling themselves Titans for a while, and that's kind of been the the thing is like since you know the original members of the Teen Titans are adults have been adults for a while. They can't really call themselves teens, so they they went. Those are OG members. The like Nightwing, Cyborg, Starfire, Raven. Uh, Wally West went off and made the Titans 
Um, and this was a while ago. And then you have the Teen Titans as all the younger characters and stuff. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm way into it. I'll I'll collect it next year when it comes out in six issues, standard form, hardcover, only <laughs> announced in a deluxe the following year. And your trade and, paperback, and yeah. yeah, and I'll I'll be bashing my head against the wall. Uh, here's a question for Riley. You Have can... you ever been to Heroes and Fantasies comic book? Oh, you don't look at the chat. Antonio. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't look. Uh, no, I have not. I, I haven't. I don't think I've been to any shops in San Antonio. I've I've been to multiple in Dallas, Austin, and Houston, but that's because I've lived in all three of those cities. In San Antonio, whenever we visit, I really just you know eat food and then sleep. Well, Lionheart probably wants your recommendations for that because he's vacationing there next week. Um. And yes, that's a dangerous sign that I know my viewers' vacation schedules. But well, you have to email it to you to get approval, right? So, uh, Lion, Lion, or sorry, uh, San Antonio Lionheart. food is, uh, it changes a lot. Like every time I go, there's new things. And I feel like if, if I don't, like you don't live there, most of what you're going to find is like people on TikTok or Instagram talking about what new foods they are have over there the 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 spot that like people go to is the is the the river walk and like mm. there's like decent tex-mex and stuff on there like it, it, the river walk is really a touristy spot is what it is um so but i mean if you're if you're a tourist there you gotta go so you gotta go down there but like i just look up like whatever you're interested in like look up online to see what you see out there because uh, it's always something new. It's always some new like vendor, food truck, small restaurant that popped up uh, that people are going crazy about. And that's where you're going to find what you want. I also don't know exactly what type of food you like. Uh, but I, I know like there's this one dude. Um, God, I can't remember his name, but he's he lives in San Antonio. He's on TikTok and he does food reviews. And he went out to like some hot dog joint. He's gone to places that make like crazy burritos. Um I don't remember what his his I think it's bootleg food review on TikTok. Mm. You look up bootleg food review. His name is Jason, J A Y S I N, and uh, he's this Hispanic dude with a big ass uh, like dreadlock uh, bun on his head, and he does food reviews in San Antonio. So he, depending on what you're interested in, he might have gone to some places you'd be interested in. That's so who here likes point. Mexican food? I do, of course. Okay, what Mexican food? Do we like it? Yeah. Oh, I could eat it every day of the week. Okay. So let me ask you guys this. This is a question I like to ask when we talk about Mexican food. What's the one dish that you judge and base the quality of a place on? That's a good question. I'm going to go super basic. And it's honestly just a basic taco. Because a lot of restaurants nowadays want to get fucking cute with tacos. <laughs> and add cucumbers and all this other bullshit on top of it. <laughs> That you really don't need when all you need for a good taco is just a good seasoned meat, maybe a little cilantro, a little bit of sauce, and that's pretty much it. Look at James Abel. Boom. TikTok gives you a bootleg food review. Good job. I'm glad I remember the name so we can get that that shit on there. Um, I I think taco is a really good litmus test. Uh, not only like the the, the taco itself 
but what different options as far as the meat goes like if we have uh fajita steak chicken uh you know chicharron uh all these different like if they don't have the options then we're already going to have a problem and like <laughs> yeah, all we got is just 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 ground beef and yeah if, if all you have is ground beef then then i don't i don't trust the rest of your menu but like beyond that i would say fajitas mm. but that's it, it, you're going in the same direction as the tacos that's that's like adjacent because you're making fajita tacos when you get a plate of fajitas I'm going to say that I want to smell the corn tortillas being made in-house, or or at least that I'm not going to get the crispy pre-made shell that they're yeah. getting from Cisco or something. From Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. We get tortillas and our towels from the same place. I just I want I want first of all that is my was my favorite smell growing up was corn tortillas being made in California. Um, and when I step into a place, I, I would love them to at least be making the effort to have fresh corn tortillas for my tacos. And I took, uh, I researched where the best tacos were around here when Tyler Blunt visited me. And it was not wasted on him. He, we, I, I mean, the tacos I got were the best ones. It was like a, a residential neighborhood in college park where university of maryland is and in the middle of this I, it must have been a converted house uh was this taco joint and <clears throat> they were the they were the best tacos i have had on the east coast ever including when i worked at taco bell so judge me by that i uh i based a place on their uh kind of saw the fries Oh, because yeah, it's yeah, carne asada fries, fries, like nachos, but French fries instead of chips. I don't even know that I've ever had that. Oh my god! So I base it off of that because there's so many different ways they can screw it up. They can screw up the meat or the seasoning. I've been to places that has awesome food, but they for some reason like the fries they use are like you know cisco fries <laughs> like jess said it's just it's just your generic frozen fries that they bring yeah. in and stuff like that right so i base it off of their attention and commitment to making the fries and putting yeah. on the right meat and the cheese and salsa and guacamole and sour cream or whatever it is kind of solid fries to me is that litmus test of if you can do that then i'm going to enjoy the rest of your food and probably come back if your kind of solid fries suck i'm not going to be back around hmm. uh I had no idea that I had mentioned it before. Marcelo, who lives in Mexico, every time I walk past a tortilla, I think of Jess, who loves that smell. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that I... I'm glad I'm in your your uh, life like that. Let me... Hold on. Let me ask my wife. She's here. Baby, what do you think... What... What was it? How did you phrase it again, Gabe? What, 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 what food item do you base a Mexican food place... You judge you judge the Mexican food place, the one food. What's the one food you judge a Mexican food place by, if it's good or bad? Um, they make this thing that's called... Well, come, I don't think they can hear you. Come here. Oh, I have to look it up. I don't know what it's called, but it is... I have to look it up. I don't know what it's called, but it is a soup that has chocolate in it. And it's supposed to be savory. In a Mexican know. restaurant? Yeah, I don't know if it's huh. 
don't Never think heard it's pozole because pozole is like actual. Well, mole know. is the chocolate. Mole. Yes, mole. Ah, leading Hispanic on YouTube <laughs> comics. Mole. Is she Thank talking you. about like chaparrado or what? Like, yeah, not chocolate? It's supposed to be Chicken oh. mole is awesome because oh. it's got the Mexican chocolate in it. It doesn't taste like a chocolate bar. It tastes really savory. Berea tacos. I've never had those. I haven't either. There's a I'm not a fan of just like drippy food. Actually, yeah, it's really dunked in the sauce, right? Exactly. The There's only thing I dunked is, is Oreos. There's so no sauce? No sauce, sauce for you guys? With tacos? No, no I, I like sauce, but like where it's like you gotta like dip it in and it's like oh, you yeah. like soak it and it's all just like Berea is like a bowl apart. of soup they bring to you, yeah. and you're supposed to dunk your taco, just slush it in there. Oh my and God. that's a big thing now. Hmm. Um, uh, wait, NFL Dude says, Vallarta Express that adds a fried egg and crispy bacon pieces on the carne asada fries. Jesus I'm down for Christ. that. That sounds great. How have I not had carne asada fries? Oh, you are missing out, Jess. Or it even like pastor. Like you could get like different meat, like the pastor. There's places out here in Vegas. There's like, like Roberto's or like Taco El Gordo, places like that. That just, they just kill it on these like carne asada fries. Mmm. It's a carne change. Carne asada fries. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. You eat it with a fork. It's basically hey. nachos, like I said, but with French fries. Hey, this Siri. Amazing. I've never had this. This looks amazing. Where can I find carne asada fries in Virginia? She gives me a fucking map of Virginia. Yeah, I know where I live. I want to know where the carne asada fries are. You suck. So, uh, birria tacos are like fine. They're good and all, but like, and I, I've had them like made at home as well. And those, oh, uh -huh. but. They're too new of an item, like especially outside of I think because I think they started really in California, especially outside of California, where they've only really been prevalent for the past couple of years. It's too hard to judge restaurants based on that because A, most of them don't have it, and B, most of them are just kind of riding the trend. If they have it, it's just so that they can, yeah, uh, and they're not really trying to make it uh, a, a staple item on their menu. They're just like, yeah, you can get this, you know. <laughs> This touted up quesadilla that you dip in soup. <laughs> now, Mr. Vic is mentioning two things that I also haven't had. Caldo, cal, 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 caldo de res. <laughs> I struggled there. And breakfast chilequiles. Chilequiles is just breakfast nachos. Breakfast nachos? Basically. It's like chips yeah. and eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. What's caldo de res? Soup. Well, you're the leading Hispanic, Jess. You tell me. <laughs> I'm only the leading Hispanic that pronounces it and knows mole. Oh, it's beef soup. Yeah. Right. Well, Riley, you're you're in Texas, man. So you must get tacos must be, you know, food trucks and stuff like that all over the place there, right? Yeah. Does anything equal the donuts that we had at the, the donut truck in uh when I visited oh, you in Austin, forgot about that. I was like, "What donuts are you talking about?" Um, the donut I got that had chicken dude, fried chicken on it, and I put syrup on it. That it is might have been the greatest thing I've ever eaten. That is the the most painful part of like not being in Austin, is not having 
Gordo's mm -hmm. donuts. Cause I feel like they were like the OG of the, the like kind of gourmet donuts. And that, was that the food truck we went to Gordo's? Yeah. Yeah. They had a, they have a restaurant as well, like a, ven a sit down venue um, where they have like, you know, donut burgers and stuff like that. But I feel we like go that all, we, all we ate was barbecue and Mexican food there. Yeah. We, and I took you to Black's Barbecue. Yeah. And then I took you also to, I think, just to Torchy's Tacos, which is just a typical, it's, it's a chain. It's a pretty big chain, but it started. Is that where we went for breakfast that time? Uh, was it breakfast or was it lunch? We we went for breakfast someplace. No, that was that was that was um, Juan and a million. Juan and a million. Juan and a million. Yeah, the food was good there. That one was great, and it they they serve you the it's you you get the Don Juan is the the plate, and it's this giant plate of of filling like egg, bacon, whatever the shit all on this giant plate and then they give you several tortillas and you just several like 30 yeah and you just fill your tortillas with that <laughs> that's shit. the best i hate going the somewhere best, and getting fajitas and they give me like two tortillas I'm like, the oh, best this part <laughs> was that that giant mountain is like five bucks fifty cents it, it and he's not exaggerating we walked I, out of there for ten dollars <laughs> i because i ready to throw I drop like a hundred percent tip on that shit because i'm yeah. like you guys undercharge here take my money yeah he's 100 percent right that was like five bucks it was right. crazy okay how about this rapid fire round uh waffle house or ihop anything over ihop Freaking yeah dumpster well, behind mcdonald's over <laughs> IHOP. waffle house for the fights <laughs> riley yeah, it, it, IHOP loses okay. 10, ten times. Yeah, IHOP is like somebody going. Like, oh, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to Olive Garden. I'm, going, I'm not a 15 year old boy on my first date anymore. Fuck Olive Garden. <laughs> Domino's or Pizza Hut? Domino's. Neither. Uh, I. Uh, it has been 30 years since I've had Pizza Hut, so I'd have to say Domino's. I. Oh. I don't even think of Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's. Greasy. You're like Don Draper. You're like, I don't even think of you. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King or McDonald's? No, oh, McDonald's. McDonald's Burger King for me. Uh, I will also say I haven't been in 30 years to a I, Burger King. Damn. I went to Burger King for the first time in I don't know how many years, like at least 10 years uh, yesterday. And hmm. because they had a couple of get new menu items. The mm. uh, what, like the Mexican, what? it was a Mexican chicken sandwich, which was the least Mexican thing I've ever eaten. That's been <laughs> given the title of Mexican. Did you have uh, to dip it in a big bowl of soup? No, it was, it was like you know, their normal like chicken sandwich, like long piece of bread with their normal chicken breast fillet on there. And then it had like, uh, I, I want to assume that they were crispy jalapenos, but it looked more like crispy pickles and then uh, like a cheese sauce on it. And I think the cheese sauce is where the Mexican came in. Like that's their interpretation of what it means to be Mexican. <laughs> and I, like, it, I'm like, this is the. It was fine. It tasted good. It just, it's not Mexican. I'm like, you know, put a layer of, of like bean, and like shredded cheese, and I don't know, like some cilantro or some shit. Put some chopped onions in cilantro. Make it a, a cheap uh, fast food torta, and I, I'll be down with that. And then they had the BK stacker. Um, and you can get it a double, a triple, or a quad stack. 
I did not do the quad stack because I'm fat, but I'm not that fat. And <laughs> I, I just did the double because I was like, I'm already eating this chicken sandwich. I'm I'm doing the double on the the, the and the burgers are my my point of contrition with uh with BK because they taste like armpit smells. Uh, let's do Matthew Mangies. Wendy's or checkers? I'm a checkers. Yeah. A lot of the people are saying piping up for Wendy's. I'm a checkers. checkers. I've never been to a checkers. The only checkers in town is in like a really sketchy area, and I wasn't going to stop my car there. Uh, I have been to checkers. There was a checkers in town for a while. Uh, I think it's now a Starbucks. Mm. But checkers was good. I do love <laughs> the frosty at Wendy's. Um, and I do. I actually I like everything in Wendy's, but Checkers was awesome. I love Checkers. So, so I got an idea. This is something I used to do, and this is really fat kid style. I used to go to different fast food joints and make my own perfect like meal. There you go. You mean yeah, combining so, things? Yeah. So I would go to like In and Out and get a burger, and then I would go to Del Taco and get the fries, and then go oh. to Wendy's and get the frosty because that's like the best of the best. That actually sounds really smart. Yeah. That's a good yeah, that's it's, a really uh, not as fat as what I I took a, a double burger from uh, Whataburger and I put the chicken Chick Fil A chicken from the sandwich in mm. between the two patties of the burger, and then I ate that. That's like the McDonald's McGangbang, right? We put in yeah, the hot except, spicy in the McDouble. Except Ooh. getting the actual like good quality meats from other places. <laughs> what about churches or Popeyes? Churches. Oh, no fast food chicken for me, man. I ain't um, having. I don't, church just kicks the shit out of Popeyes. I don't do it enough. I've never been to a church. I don't. I don't think we have checkers out here. I, I haven't checked, but I don't think we have rallies or checkers out here. So I, I got Wendy's by default. But if y'all haven't tried their breakfast, the Wendy's breakfast. Yeah, breakfast baconator. Good. Oh yeah, we were that, supposed to. That was a was challenge so that we were supposed to do like five years ago. We were that shit's so good. <laughs> that shit's so good. But I mean, it'll fuck your day up from the morning. <laughs> but it that that's how good it is. It's worth. Like I I had I had a day one day where it was like nine a.m. I was starving and I saw a Wendy's across the street and I was like, damn, I got shit to do today. I'm going to get me a breakfast Baconator. I ate that shit. I downed it. And they give you potato wedges too. Like that's their breakfast side, potato wedges. I ate the whole damn Baconator. I ate the potato wedges. I drank my whatever the shit drink I got. I passed out for like three hours. That was my day. The rest of the day. I'm, I'm <laughs> it sounds good. like they'll make you pass out with all that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That was like when I got uh, the, the what's that thing from KFC, the the double down that they oh, gave. Yeah. Awesome. when I was out. Dude, I passed out. That one kicked my ass. <laughs> I, I used to get the, uh, the the unbreaded one and just I would get like two of them. Uh, five Guys originated here in Alexandria, so I've been eating Five Guys for years. Five Guys is the shit, but they are so expensive. The thing with they Five are, Guys is like they you hide your burger at the bottom of the bag, and you get like uh, like ten feet of. French, French fries. Through to get yeah, to they take a small cup and then they load like forty gallons of fries yeah. in, and you're like, "This is great!" As you're eating your fries on the way home, and then you're like, "I'm too full for my burger." The but they've got um, really good milkshakes now. I worked at, at a GameStop that was right next to Five Guys, and the people from the Five Guys, like we kind of we'd give them free stuff, like the random swag that we'd get, mm -hmm. and then they would give us bags and bags of free french fries 
I worked at a restaurant that was next to a Krispy Kreme once when I was younger, and their the Krispy Kreme didn't have like an ice maker, or their ice maker didn't work. So we would just give them like trash cans of ice, and they would just give us tons of like donuts, just like just dozens and dozens of donuts at a time. <laughs> That's amazing. This, this is the best comment of the night. This is like hearing drug stories from our misspent youths, only sadder. <laughs> So, because I don't eat a lot of fast food anymore, like I, other than like In and Outs, and occasionally I get that McDonald's like craving or Taco Bell. But yeah, dude, when I get the the like cravings for like I Taco Bell is a regular thing for me, like at least once a week. I'm not gonna lie, mm. but like when I get the cravings for other fast food joints, I make bad decisions, <laughs> like, and it's not just the the like the amount. Like it's not just that I'm ordering these things in excess when I go there, but like. The last time I went to McDonald's, I was I said to myself, "Gee, I don't remember the last time I had a fish fillet." <laughs> Ew. That's like going to like, like uh, Long John Silver's. Yeah. Oh my, I have never been to a Long John. The Long John Silver's out here, they're all connected to like A and W root beer places. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll get some fast food fish and some root beer <laughs> and ice cream. That's not gonna make me have diarrhea at all. Just <laughs> totally safe. Back in comment earlier. I could trust the next fart. Whose comment? Your comment today. I think was it today when you said A and W root beer. It's not the worst root beer ever, or whatever. And Omar said that that's a great blurb, or and yeah, that yeah. that needs to be on a shirt. So A and W is not the worst. So back in high school, um, kind of piggybacking off the donut story. Back in high school, my senior year, I had to attend high school. Um, but they really. It was just I had to attend it just because I needed to because I had I had done so many classes throughout my freshman and junior year that I didn't really have anything to do my senior year. So I would just go to concerts late at night with a bunch of friends and stuff like that. We would show we would come out of the shows fucked up <laughs> high from the, the smoke in the room and stuff like that. But we had a friend who worked at the shady ass donut place <laughs> he got paid under the table and we showed up to the donut place around three or four in the morning and he's like yo you want the leftover donuts and we're like fuck yeah <laughs> so he would hand us like these trays of fucking donuts that were left over because they were going to toss them out anyway because they were old and we would show up to class the next day and I, I swear to God, I don't know how I didn't get called for DCF because this was almost a weekly thing for me where I smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> I looked horrible because we went straight from the concert right to class, basically, you know, because we were up all night and I had a bag of donuts with me. <laughs> oh, with you? Dragging <laughs> like a bag of donuts into me into the one class that the school forced me to take because they're like, no, you have to attend a class here. Like, so we can get paid for your attendance. Basically, <laughs> you have to be here. So you and took a bag of donuts into class? I'm dragging this big... Uh, dude, <laughs> I'm talking about like a garbage bag of donuts. <laughs> and I am dragging it into class. <laughs> and this teacher is looking at me like, the fuck is going on with you? Only in Florida, everybody. Oh, my... Dude, my within the first week of my senior year, I, I didn't do shit in that class. And my teacher comes up to me there. He goes... What are you doing? And I go, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm forced to be here. The only reason I'm here is because they're making me and I have enough credits to graduate. So he looked at me and he goes, you're not going to do anything this whole year. I said, nope. And I put my head down and that was the end of our conversation. <laughs> I graduated with, I don't know. I forgot. My GPA was amazing. I was a straight A student most of the, 
most of the way through high school. Wow. Hey, Justin, when you were out here, did I take you to that Capriati sandwich that was place? The first place we went for okay. the turkey, uh, the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, you guys were talking about sandwiches when I first came in. I was like, that's the place. That's the best place. The best sandwich. Yeah, we we did the Thanksgiving sandwich. It was awesome. What? Only sixteen likes. People don't like us talking about fast food. Give us more likes. Come on. <laughs> I like talking about fast. Yeah, food. let's talk about White Castle. <laughs> Dude, I I've not ever been to an actual White Castle brick and mortar place, and I'm so upset. I'm bummed. I was in Chicago, and like we were driving next to one, but like my friend who I was staying with, or not staying with, but I was visiting, um, is uh, vegetarian, and I I was like. They don't have anything there for you, do they? <laughs> so I never went. Just, just, just bread and onions. Yeah, I, I'm I might, I might be back. I haven't gotten my tickets yet, but I, I, I got past like I got my my influencer or whatever pass for C two E two. Nice. Um, and that's at the end of March, so I might be there for that. Um, I have a ton of friends that are going to be there, so uh, if I don't go, I might disappoint everyone. Um, but I'm just I I'm I'm like. <laughs> wanting to make sure I find the best deal on my flight and hotel. Cause the last time when I booked it, I booked it out of like rage and I just like bought the first flight. That oh, I no. <laughs> rage. You got to open it up on like three different browsers. Cause each browser would give you a different price too. See, and these are things or just going incognito mode. These are things that I'm not aware of. And, and that's the thing that like, cause I, I was, I was upset because the day that I got, I booked my, my trip, my previous trip to Chicago was the day that anime nyc sent out their approval like their things saying like hey you're a creator you're approved and it was literally a month before and i was like dude you can't tell me 30 days before the convention that is in new york city um because shit's expensive as balls so i got pissed and i just didn't go at least like with c2e2 they gave like almost three months of a notice well, it's New York. How are you going to find a spot last minute and right. you're not going to, you know, pay out the ass for it? And I, I, because I already did that this past summer for San Diego Comic Con, um, because they, uh, Deb Aoki from the Manga Splaining, she was the one that invited me, mm-hmm. and she didn't, you know, she didn't reach out until about a month ahead, and she's like, I am so sorry. Like next year, I'll reach out sooner, and uh, I was like, that's fine. Like I found the place. It was. Not great, but I found it. I want to use influencer to get into uh, Baltimore or Awesome Con. Just apply. Like, yeah, the- I mean, us on Omnibros more than likely should be able to get approved. I would think for most conventions. Yeah. the The worst they can do is say no. Like the the C two E two though. I I don't know if maybe they like had a bunch of people apply in the past because they were telling you like you need to have a, a minimum of like. It was either two hundred or two hundred and fifty thousand, uh, like subscribers or followers across all platforms, and I added mine together, and I was like barely under the amount. And they're like, "Apply even if you don't have it, because we might approve you anyway." And they did, so it was fine. But like, I've never seen that on any other convention application, and I've seen people who have like very, very, very small platforms, um, like smaller than this channel, smaller, you know, than all that get approved for these things so like that's weird hmm. it's a rather large number yeah, it used to be like if you needed like a press pass if you had like a website and you had content for at least like two years worth they would have yeah. been good san diego comic-con at least 
I yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I could go to C2E2 because I think there's too many people and I hate people anyway. So there's just too many of them there. Baltimore is about yeah. as big as I can deal with. I yeah, I don't like the people. There's a lot of smelly ass people. <laughs> Even regular clean people I dislike. I want to take my daughter to her first convention. She's eleven now, so I think oh, that's about the right age, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think within the next year or two, we might do go on a Friday to Supercon here in Miami. Because um, Friday is usually not that bad. I think she'll have a great time if we do that. Friday's fun. That's whenever I, in Baltimore, when I would find Mark Wade sitting at a table by himself. That's when I took all that picture with him giving me the dollar <laughs> and going up to him the next year and mm-hmm. having him come on my show and, and friday's the best time it is or even try sundays because a lot of times sundays are like kids days it's so like kids might get yeah. free or have more more kid activities and stuff like that too do you miss the con circuit gig you did it for a while oh yeah i love doing the cons that was the best part there's nothing better than traveling the country on somebody else's dime <laughs> so just like set up at a comic book show and buy comics and sell comics and hang out all day yeah that's just sound like a dream yeah it's great uh, so Last of Us. Oh, I have to sign oh, off. Oh. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna go get Taco Bell, and if you guys are still on <laughs> when I get back, I'm get gonna, a Mexican pizza. I, you know what? I haven't made the decision of exactly what I'm gonna get. I got one last week on my my weekly Taco Bell trip. Uh, this excursion, we'll see. I'll see if you know my same buddy last time that was definitely high out of his mind is over there. <laughs> Jump back. I think I think you have to be high to apply at Taco Bell. Like those dudes are always <laughs> faded, especially like the night shift. Jump, jump back in if we're still here. Yeah, hey, I, mean, I wanted to show you something you cool. Are. Cool. When, when Marvel went public, um, I got their prospectus back in. I don't know what that means, but that's cool. When this is what they used to sell stock. When oh, they okay. Went public. Is that worth anything now, Chase? Uh, I don't think so, but prospectuses usually are pretty bland. Yeah. And this thing's boss. Gonna show up to Marvel. MCU. Oh, look at that Jim Lee X Men artwork and stuff in there. That's awesome. Yeah, there's Spidey's all throughout this. It's usually it's a hundred percent lawyer gobbledygook about nothing. I mean, look, it's, it's like, just like their it's just like, it's like their stock flyer pamphlet kind of thing. Is it's, that what that is? It's to put out to investors to say we're going public and right. these are our financials yeah. to to entice people to uh, want to buy. It tells who's involved and everything and. And who um, who the owners are and things like that and why they think they can have a successful stock o- o- offering, and I just uncovered this and I thought it was really boss. Does They're it tell going, you how much the stocks were back then? They were selling at nineteen ninety one, three million five hundred thousand shares. They expected it to be priced between fourteen and sixteen dollars. Dude, that's oh a volatile God. time to buy freaking Marvel stock. Dude, like two years later, uh, Perlman came over and dumped it yeah and took it into the crapper exactly yeah Yeah, so i thought this was a fun thing to have that is cool i'm gonna go you imagine can you imagine investing so much money only for two years later it to tank that bad yeah and to see where is that now or like it being mixed in with like disney stock or whatever yeah but was it even public when disney bought it was marvel stock public i don't think so I think they just made a private transaction, but I also don't know. All right, don't wait up for me, but if if you're on when I'm back, 
in like maybe 30 what kind minutes. of salsa do you get what kind of sauce do you get at taco bell fire yeah. there you fire. go fire fire What's the, I, the Diablo's flavor is is a little lesser than the like I there's nothing heat like the fire has zero heat either but like it, it's the flavor of the fire is better than Diablo for me. So Del Taco has a uh, their hot sauce hot sauce back in the day was called Del Scorcho, <laughs> and um, my friend worked at a uh, the the arcade at the mall when we were in high school and their district manager or whatever had like was like a burn victim or whatever. So they nicknamed him Del Scorcho. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hey, if you if you want to know how bad it was in college, the most beautiful girl in college, she was in a wheelchair and everybody called her Hot Wheels. <laughs> That's funny. That got around to her, by the way, and she embraced it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she embraced Good. it. All right. I'll, I'll uh, either be back or I will not. But um, Enjoy that Taco Bell. Thank you for, for having me back on the... The Wednesday circuit. Nice to have you. Yeah, dang <laughs> hippie. You look like Bill Gaines. I you Bill know Gaines. Mad Magazine. <laughs> I I gotta embrace but not, on, but not not coming off of meth while on the uh while <laughs> well, testifying right? in front of Congress. Yeah. Wait, I, was, I have a picture of Bill Gaines. Somewhere. I was told uh months ago, I think by by next Imaginot, I was told I looked like Jerry Garcia. <laughs> That's a good one here. Yeah, if you if you had that long beard again and that hair, yeah, it's definitely kind of a, a Bill Gaines thing. Yeah. Oh lord, <laughs> there it is. Don't. Uh-uh. That's so funny because when he was running awesome. like EC, he was so clean cut and like oh yeah, super, like buttoned up and everything. But he was he was uh, on amphetamines the whole time. Yeah. Oh, because that was the fifties, and that's that was your weight loss drug. You know, exactly. Got it from a doctor. And he was yeah. crashing from his amphetamine high when he testified before Congress, and that's why he looked like a lunatic. He was all sweating, and he, he looked like he looked like, he looked like firehouse subs. <laughs> Did, they got sweaty meat. Was Bill? Was that one of the guys from the National Lampoon? He's the guy that started Mad Magazine. Yeah, he was at EC when EC was really gory and stuff, and then he started Mad Magazine. Did y'all see that movie about Mad and about them? No, like a few few years ago, there was a movie about Mad. Um, it was about uh, National Lampoon and like the formation of the magazine of National Lampoon, and then it had like a bunch of the guys that went off into other stuff. And did it? Maybe he wasn't part of it. If if he wasn't part of that, no. Bill Gaines was one hundred percent Mad. So I recently read this, the Tenth Oh, that's Plague. a great book. Yeah. So this is all. This is uh, this is all that information that me and Jess were just talking about is in here about. That's cool. That era, that pre-code horror, pre-code crime kind of stuff like that. Um, it's a, there's an audio version on a uh, audio book as well that you can listen to. But yeah, that's it's great information about how he just inherited EC because his dad died in like a boating accident, and he was like, I don't know what to do, and then he's stuck doing all this stuff and. At the hike of that witch hunt that was going on, basically for comic books at the time, and just the crazy stuff that's going on. How schools would hold like bonfires in the back of the schools, and kids would bring all their comics and stuff like that. It was a wild time back then. Just Action Comics number one into probably the yeah. Yeah, damn. I'm adding that to uh, my Amazon folder. Oh, it's so, such an interesting okay. and easy read, and it's mm-hmm. fascinating. Okay, yeah, I'll add yeah. Or, just listen, or, or get the audio version of it too. That's that's always fine. We don't just listen to that, but yeah, it's it's 
it's a wonderful piece of comic book history. I think it's one of the weirdest, darkest times because the industry almost crashed that back. Yeah. That was the formation of like the comic book code and like all these, you know, there was like, there used to be like 500 publishers and it went down to like six, you know, it was really crazy at the time. So, but right. Last thing before I go, um, it's it's not about Matt. It was about National Lampoon, but I, I, I love think, National Lampoon, so I I'll still think watch that. That Matt is is mentioned maybe in there because they were doing similar stuff like the National Lampoon magazine. Um, it's called a futile and stupid gesture. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2018, and it stars uh, Will Forte as Doug Kenny. Oh um, yeah as well as a lot of other uh, people who were involved early. So Will Forte is Doug Kenny. Um, Martin Mull is like an older Doug Kenny um, narrating it. Uh, Domhnall Gleeson as Henry Beard. Uh, just a lot of, of familiar like names and stuff and familiar people like Seth Green's in there, Max Greenfield, um, Ed Helms. Joe Latruglio, like it got a lot of people who are kind of in that circle of, of comedy actors that I feel like this, the circle comes off of like wet, hot American summer. And there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that connect back to that. Um, it's on Netflix still. I watched it a few months ago and it's pretty enjoyable. Um, it's, it's really like funny to watch and it's basically like running through Doug Kenny's life, uh, through his, you know, through his death, but then it has like a fictional older version of him, like if he hadn't died, is narrating it. Yeah, um, but it's good. And Will Forte is great. He's funny. I recommend it if you enjoy National Lampoon, the Harvard Lampoon at all. Uh, check it out. A futile and stupid gesture, which is from Animal House. Yeah, my favorite movie. And they have a scene with that. Okay, before I, I stick around too much longer, I'm out. If I see you guys again in about 30 minutes, I will. If I don't, then I don't. But I'll send you guys a picture of my meal anyway. Hell yeah. <laughs> Peace out. Thanks again. I'll Thanks, see you buddy. Later, time. brother. Later. And if you're going to talk about Last of Us, I also have to sign out. But don't forget to do the second IST promo. Okay. You ready? You can find me on Omnidogs Vault on YouTube and Omnidogs underscore Vault on Instagram. Peace and love. Bye, Jess. Bye, Bye guys. Yes, I want to leave. So, Last of Us, huh? <laughs> Speaking right. of Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so real quick. Um, we talked about this pretty briefly last Saturday on the Patreon show. Um, last of Us premiered two weeks ago. We've gotten two episodes since yep. then. We originally were going to do it last Wednesday, but because of circumstances, you weren't able to make it. And I didn't I, sleep, so I, I wasn't coming on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't, we didn't want... Yeah, it's fine. Dude, I'm going through the same I know. Shit. We were talking about that before. You're like, how do you do that? I, yeah, I miss shows sometimes. Shit? Oh, my God. So we've now seen... You saw the second episode, correct? I've seen the second episode. The first episode, for those of you who don't know, right? It was like an hour and a half long. It was like a... It was a big drop. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that originally was going to be just an hour long but they extended it longer um the the shows the creators of the show extended it longer because they felt they didn't get enough time to establish the relationship with ellie and joel in that episode originally that episode was going to end with um joel throwing the dead little boy into that pit of fire mm -hmm. that's how the episode was supposed to end ah. originally but it so, kept going. yeah so just a little bit of background on all this i've not played the game i i've 
I knew that I, I've known of Last of Us. It just it just came out at a time where I was, just, you know, I've stepped away from playing video games. I didn't have time for it, right? And I knew that the series was coming out, but I didn't. I I never saw a trailer. I never saw like I went in like hardcore blind. Like all I knew was is uh, Pablo Pascal mm-hmm. as the lead guy. That's all I knew. I didn't know it was a zombie thing. I didn't know it was a it was a virus pandemic kind of thing. Or I I, I just went. I didn't know what the the creatures look like or the the origin behind the creatures or like, you know, how they can't see, but they can hear. Like I didn't know any of that. So I'm experiencing this as it's, as I'm watching the show, mm-hmm. but you, you're, you, you're, you're a big fan of the games, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've lost track how many times I've played both games. I, I know the games inside and out. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that's apparent to me is that I, I think people are jumping the gun saying this is the thing that broke the video game adaptation curse because we've had several things in the past that have been based off of video games and have been really good. Castlevania on Netflix kicks ass. Yes. It's fantastic. It's written by Warren Ellis. The whole thing. That's a cartoon, so people don't count that as. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But this is almost a one-for-one adaptation of the game. And what I think is good about this is that they – add stuff to it it's almost like you're watching a director's cut of a movie you're getting more context for a lot of things they're adding things to it but they're not taking away anything from it and right from the beginning what sticks out to me is that opening of that first episode really sets the tone for the whole series and i'm sitting there with my wife and we're going well fuck where you've got um that actor from the mummy and he's breaking down what he's concerned about where he's like no what i'm concerned about is the cordyceps and everybody's laughing at him at the beginning, and he goes, no, if it warmed up, it could be possible that the cordyceps would spread to humans and stuff like that, and everybody just goes dead silent. And you want to talk about setting the tone for the whole series. That does it right from the beginning, man. Yeah, it definitely explains. That was, I think it was a good thing that they added that on there because mm-hmm. it does kind of explain what – because if you would if that, that wasn't in there, I would have been like, I don't know what's – what this virus is like what's going on and but it explains that it's 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 a fungus and how Mm -hmm. it transfers to people and you can't kill it like it's just it's it's you you can't kill a fungus kind of thing right so they were going on about that um i think again i haven't played the game but i'm watching it and i'm like this is i could tell it's directly from the video game Mm -hmm. like there's that shot in the second episode or even step back the first episode when they're in the truck and they're driving around mm-hmm. and like they're dodging, I was like, dude, that's that absolutely looks like it's from a video game. Like that mm-hmm. looks like the, the the worst parts of a video game when you got to drive a car. I hate that in video games, but it, <laughs> it obviously it, it was right from there. And then even even better is the second episode is when they come out from the underground for the first time or whatever, and they have that the camera pushing through the doorway and it's out of focus. Mm-hmm. And then it goes in the focus. I go, that's absolutely out of the video game. I could tell some of the things like with they were the, the clickers, I think they're called the, the zombie yeah. creatures, yeah. how they're hiding from them behind like certain things. Like, oh, I could totally tell that this is straight from the video game. Right? Yeah. That's out, that's definitely the mechanics of the video game. Yeah, and it doesn't fun. look it doesn't look stupid or silly using the, no. the, the, the video game mechanics out of it. No, you're pretty spot on. I think the biggest so the biggest change that they've made is the uh, is that, so they introduced this concept of there being basically these tendrils that are coming out of the infected's mouth 
And in the second episode, they take it even a step further where I think this is badass, to be honest with you. And it also, it makes them different from your traditional zombie thing because they set up this thing where it's like, okay, if you step on this particular tendril or this particular piece of uh, the fungus. Foliage or something, yeah. It alarms every motherfucker in the, like within like a mile or something. Yeah, it's like a hive mind thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It alarms everyone, and they just start storming wherever you're at. That's different from the game, because in the game, there's this whole thing of spores. They decided to remove that, which I get why. Um, how? Just jumping back, because we're all over the place. Jumping back to the first episode, how did you feel about Joel's daughter's death? Because that's the first true gut punch for a lot of people in the video game and even watching the, the tv show my wife and i when we watch it we we're like well fuck and i knew what i knew it was coming i was braced mm-hmm. for it and it still hit me like a fuck ton of bricks bricks because i have two daughters so it hits really hard and not only that they take their time to set her up as a character and who she is and she's caring she was, the, she was the main character in the first episode. She, for Pretty all intents and purposes, she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was. And they kill her off. What do you think? I, I was glad they killed her off. I hated her because from the very beginning, when she's making eggs and she's using like a metal utensil in a metal <laughs> pan, it's that's such a pet peeve to me. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then they killed her, and I was like, oh, good, because she doesn't, she, she doesn't respect the pans by using a metal utensil in the pan. <laughs> She should have gotten it worse instead of a, 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 a shot in the gut. No, but um, no, it, it was shocking because I knew that the game and the story was about Joel and the other girl, right? Ellie or whatever mm-hmm. her name is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's got to be a point where, and it's called The Last of Us. I'm like, there's got to be a point where they start separating from the group, where they start narrowing the, the focus to, to Joel. So it wasn't that much of a shock, but it was a shock because of how it happened, how it was like, Hey, this girl's hurt again, and they well, what is they got held up by like a soldier, right? Because the, the yeah. military is coming in, and the soldiers like talking to his commander or whoever through like a walkie-talkie. You can't hear mm. the other end, but you just hear the soldier going, "Okay, yeah, okay, oh, okay," and then you're yeah. like, "Oh, something's going on," and he starts shooting at him, and you know, and she takes it, she takes it to the gut, and she dies, right? So that was that was shocking in the idea that it's like, okay, there's they're just they're just wiping people out like this is just you know nobody's safe and it's 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 becoming like a totalitarian kind of situation especially with us as a as a world coming out of what we we were coming out of with covid and at the very beginning that's that's kind of like for me it was kind of you know worst case scenario but this just turns into like this kind of aftermath of things right so that coming out of this is interesting and stuff like that but uh no it sets it up because it it it, they, they basically refrigerated her yeah, kind of gives did. Joel like that. You see him, especially like in these episodes, like that strife that he has and the anger he has. And you know what happens in the second episode when he faces that one soldier? There's a little bit of a flashback to it, you know. So it it adds to that. So it it was like a necessary, you know, fridging kind of thing. But she mm-hmm. uses metal utensils in her pants. So fuck her. <laughs> well, it's it is. It is a bit of a trope because even when I played the video game, I was like, "Well, she's not on the box art, so this girl <laughs> is not long. This yeah. is, she is not long for this world." Um, but I do think they set it up well enough where, again, coming from the perspective of I have two daughters now, it's like mm-hmm. it really hit hard this time. Um, <clears throat> and then you know, what I really like about this is it starts off in two thousand three, 
And 2003, we didn't have the internet as we have it today. We didn't mm -hmm. have the cell phones as we have it today. I mean, he's got that brick of a fucking cell phone that we, you know, your dad probably had and stuff like that. Yeah. And my dad probably had and stuff like that. Um, so the communication lines were were not as great as they are now. And you start hearing about little things and seeing little things in the background and stuff like that. There's one particular shot with the old lady where Joel's daughter is visiting the neighbor and the old lady, you could see her start to like tremor and shake and start to turn and stuff like that. It's, it's such a great shot. Um, <clears throat> and then we later found out in the second episode that the whole thing started with yeast. And it turns out that the person on Reddit or something like that, that called it out was spot on was, it's a thing that originated in Indonesia and it got into yeast and a lot of people ate the bread and stuff like that. And it turned them and everything like that. And it just spread and it went crazy from there. But it fast, it flash forwards 20 years in the future. And we see Joel is very much a broken man. And what I like about that is that it starts off in the future with a little boy who's walking up to the compound in Boston and you've got all these you've got these soldiers and they test them and they find out, oh, this kid's infected. It cuts and the boy's been shot in the head, you know, because they got to put him down, unfortunately. And Joel, no, they didn't shoot him in the head. They injected him in something, right? Wasn't an injection? Yeah. I think okay. they put the bag over their head just so that you don't have a face. You don't have a face to. So, yeah, you don't have a face. Or to you're so burning bodies. You don't have to see the face, especially like. Child, right. You know? And he throws the body in the fire because the other person couldn't do it. He For him, it's just like. Yeah, whatever. It's such yeah. a... He's dead inside. Yeah, he's dead inside. And you see that the difference of him holding his daughter versus him holding some random boy where he just doesn't give a shit at this point. He's mm -hmm. just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. It's a job. He, he's done it a hundred times and he's yeah. probably seen a thousand of his friends die. And, you know, Exactly. That kind of stuff, right. And it's a great setup. And then we're introduced to Ellie, who I think they spot on nailed the character of Ellie. Um, what do you think of her so far that you don't have the full context of her character and where the story is going. Cause I, I think she's, she's a, she's a badass chick. She's cool. Okay. You know, she's very like sarcastic and smart and smart and smart alecky and stuff. Yeah. And I like that, that you kind of get that in this environment and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. but in the first episode where they're supposed to, they just, I, I still don't get it. I, I might have to go check it again and see what we got going on with yeah. it, but how, Joel's character and the other woman with them just agree out of nowhere. Yeah, sure, we'll 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 take her as cargo. We'll take her to whatever this location is. And I don't, I still don't understand the motivation behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like that she, you know, she's just she 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 obviously grew up. That's her life. Like she grew up yeah. and she was born during all this, so she doesn't know anything else. But then she's also a young girl. She's you know, she's got a secret. I don't know. I'm going to say here if anybody hasn't seen it yet or whatever, but there's, there's something else more to her as to why she's so important with things and why they're trying to take care of her. Um, no, she's cool though. Like, yeah, I know that it's going to be probably her and Joe throughout the rest of the show for the most part or whatever, but I'm, I like her. She's cool. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, what, what the series is going to be, it's, it's them going across the country, meeting, meeting different people and stuff like that and mm -hmm. dealing with the infected, dealing with certain groups of people and, at its core, it's really a story about love and what you would do for love, what what the lengths yeah. you would do. I, I assume that help. he takes her on as like a father figure at some point or there's some kind of connection in that point of things as well. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, you're correct in that. Um, 
So we get them. But it's funny because she's because Joe's the one that's like, I don't like you. Like immediately, he's like, I don't like you. I'm, I'll kill you instantly. Especially when he finds out that she's been bitten at one point. You know, yeah. he's like, Yeah, I'm ready to kill her. I don't even care. And now he's the one that's like, and that's why she's like so freaked out because the other woman dies, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, the one guy who is just instantly ready to kill me in a second is now my only hope and right. you know my only protection or whatever. So you got that weird right. kind of justification of. Yeah, he's here to help me, but he's also willing to kill me, and there's nobody else here, and I can only trust this guy that I don't know if I can trust. Right, and, and I think for those of you in the chat that are still listening to this, just be aware, we are kind of full spoilers on this thing. Uh, it is revealed that Ellie, after they establish there is no cure for this thing, Ellie is actually immune, the little girl uh, that Joel has taken on. And that's kind of the big crux of the episode, of the first episode, where we find out oh, shit, this girl is actually immune. She's been bitten before, but she hasn't turned. And she's been bitten along. In this series, you get bit. You turn, depending on where you're bit, pretty quickly. Yeah, there's even a chart. that's like If you get bit in the leg, it's 12 hours. You get bit yeah. in the, the, the neck, it's like 30 minutes or something like that. There's yeah. like a chart they show. <laughs> yeah, so we get right into the second episode. And the second episode has, I think, an even... I, I I love the second episode. I, I think the second it. episode is the moment they reveal that she's immune because the first episode they don't. They they do reveal it, but it's a thing where she gets uh, the scanner and the scanner shows she's infected, but they have no chance to oh, right, talk right, about right. it because they're being hunted down. That's right. So it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. We'll deal with it later. Second episode starts and you are in 2003 again which I'm loving these 2003 shots. I kind of hope they do one for every single episode. They give us context of what the world was like just right before shit went pop, shit popped off. And we've got the scientist who she's sitting at this restaurant and she gets approached in Indo. This is in Indonesia oh. by these guards. And these guards are like, ma'am, you need to come with us. And she goes, fuck off. I, I didn't do anything wrong. He, he goes, no, ma'am, you really need to come with us. And she ends up going with them. And in the car, she's like, what did I do wrong? Did I do anything wrong? He goes, no, you are a specialist of this field and we need you to come see this. So she comes and sees what they're talking about and she finds out the cordyceps fungus has evolved and it's spread to human beings. And we get the origin more or less of the outbreak. We find out it starts in a factory in Indonesia where this person came in and just bit somebody randomly and then it spread to like 14 other people. That person bit another person. That person bit another person. And one of the most chilling scenes is when the lady is sitting down at a, a on a couch. And the soldier asks her, well, what can we do? What's the cure? She says, there is no cure for this. Bomb. You need to bomb the entire fucking city in order to deal with this if you don't want this to get out of hand. And it's just, it sent chills down my yeah. back. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, not just that, but the next part where she's like, uh, I'm leaving now so I can be with my family. Like, yeah. she knows. She's like, this is the end. Like, we're, my family's not going to survive. She's not going to survive. So I'm out of here. Let me just spend whatever remaining time I got left with them. Yeah. Because the only way to sell, to, to, to prevent this is, yeah, just, you got to just nuke, nuke the whole country or the whole city or wherever they're at. There's and the, the thing is, there's a slight little touch through that because I watched this episode twice. There's a slight moment where her hand is trembling, and my mind went, "Well, shit, is she already infected, or is this 
and she's realizing her time is up or mm -hmm. is it just a nervous so they play with that they play with that concept and stuff like that and it really got me thinking um we then flash forward again once we get all that stuff back to 2023 and joel and uh tess who's the lady that's helping them uh, helping joel escort ellie across the country they are confronting her and saying well how are you immune and she's like i don't know i just got bit one day and that was it and that's pretty much the extent of that and they are continuing on their basically on their trip and they have to cross through a library and we are introduced at this point to a few concepts the concept of the hive mind where if you step on one tendril it alarms everybody which is different from the video games and i love that change i, I love it i think it's creepy and it works and we're introduced to the clickers. What do you think of the clickers? Because you had no context for this, right? No, I didn't. I thought they were just like regular, like looking people kind of thing. But no, they're like monsters. It's like the fungus and the mushrooms or whatever have like contorted their body and their heads and their faces. So it just looks like a expanded like mushroom, like an inside yeah. out mushroom or or whatever, right? It, it's creepy. Like there's no face. They're just like, creatures. They're just basically just these sightless monsters mm -hmm. yeah whose only reason to live is to just continue to spread themselves yeah. to other people yeah and, and the concept is that the fungus has spread so far out through their head it literally just broke through the skull mm -hmm. and it's formed almost um it's almost like a, a hard shell around the skull as kind of a protection for it right. and stuff like that and it's expanded on, I, I don't know if they're going to touch on this in the game, it's kind of expanded on uh, in the TV show, it's kind of expanded on in the game that the people that have been turned are still there. Their humanity is still, they are aware. Oh, that's of what's even going worse. On. <laughs> yeah, they are aware of what's going on, but they have no control over it. Which is so just, they have to experience yeah. themselves killing other people and yeah. stuff like that. That's, ugh. yeah, just kill me now. <laughs> yeah, just which kill is, me now. Just, yeah, which is even worse to think about it. Um, so they get through the museum and really the next big, huge story beat is we find out Tess got bit. Well, that's also the part where, you, where for me, where you found out that the clickers, they, they, they don't see. Yeah. So there's, there's some kind of like game mechanic or whatever, where it's like, okay, we have this advantage over them that they cannot see. So, you know, they're like flashing, like flashlights in their faces and they're, and all that kind of stuff, right? But the thing is, is that they have amazing hearing, yeah. apparently. Like, yeah. like a simple of you like smacking your lips or something like that. Like You're they fine. notice that. So you have to be like completely like dead silent in <laughs> so that's kind of the, the the get, right? Is I can get past these guys if I want to, if I'm smart enough and quiet enough and yeah, that kind of stuff. But again, it's like you know, you can't shoot them because that that's going to alert every single one of them out there. So it's, it's one of it's, it's part of that game mechanic. That's really cool. Yeah. That works really well with the show too. Yeah. 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 And Joel makes that very clear because early on he goes, I need you to be silent, not quiet, silent. And mm -hmm. there is this amazing shot in the museum where he's emptying out the shells from his revolver and he dumps the revolver shells in his hand and just a quick, you could hear the like when he's emptying it out, mm -hmm. And the clicker just immediately looks towards his way, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and he's just like in like a like a like a filing cabinet size like yeah uh, uh, case or something. And he's doing this, and the clicker is like right here, and he's like, oh. 
putting the shells in his pocket, you know, and trying to put the the, the new bullets in when I, it's it's pretty tense. Like yeah. it, it it got to me and my wife. Like we were both like holding hands, like, oh, this is really getting kind of cool and tense and fun, you know. Yeah, it gets really good. So we we get out through the museum and we find out Tess is acting weird. She's like, No, you gotta keep taking her, it doesn't fucking matter, you gotta keep going. And you know, we find out Tess is bit and she's only got a little bit of time left. Uh, because she's currently turning, you see her hands start trembling and all that stuff. And we see that one of the infected has is starting to uh, kind of wake up, and Joel shoots him in the head. But in doing so, he shoots one of the vines that alarms all the motherfuckers that are out there, and then they start heading towards them. I like that part where he's like, he looks out the door and he closes it, and they're like, they're like, he's like, they're like, how many is coming? He's like, all of them. <laughs> like we're fucked. <laughs> like we've got maybe a minute left. And Tess just dumps the gasoline, dumps the grenades on the ground and stuff like that. And she tells him, just go, just go, just go. And Joel, they've established that Joel and Tess are a thing in this. They, mm-hmm. they did have, it's very apparent they had a relationship and all this stuff. And where they hinted at it in the game, it's very much here. No, they, they were a thing. Um, Joel says to Ellie, we got to get the fuck out. We cannot stick around. We just have to go. Don't worry about it. And Tess is trying to flick the lighter. It's kind of a stereotypical, you know, action movie. Yeah, it's a trope. It's yeah. a trope, but it worked. That was kind of the one thing where I was like, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm willing to go with it. And <clears throat> we see this infected come up to to Tess, and he's not even running towards her. And he gives the most. And she can't move. Is that is that because of the the infection taking over her? Is she just scared? Is she holding her it's... ground because she's trying to? still light the lighter i i don't i didn't quite know where what was going on there so that that is up to interpretation of my understanding of it is that you can take it as she's trying to flick the lighter and you know she's already starting to turn because she is starting to turn at this point mm-hmm. and she's already kind of being taken over by that hive mind bit right and stuff like that and her Maybe it's a little bit of everything back. mixed in yeah, yeah. Her last grasp of humanity is she flicks the lighter and she finally lets it go and it blows up. You can also take it as, because I listened to the podcast after this, is that Tess is aware of how these things act. And it's very much, they explained it in the podcast, where if you run from this thing, it's just going to fucking chase you down. And it's going to eventually get you. If you just stay calm, it's just going to walk up to you and it'll it'll still fuck you over. But it's not going to react that bad to you. So you could also take it as, well, Tess didn't want to run because she didn't want to direct it towards them. So there's different ways you can interpret it. Either way, she gets a big fucking basically a kiss from this infected guy as he's dumping all these fucking tendrils inside of her mouth. And it's, oh. <laughs> what up, Riley? What up, Riley? All right, so. Going on from uh, Last of Us to uh, Taco Bell. Y'all can continue. I can I, I can mute my mic and y'all can keep talking. People were asking what you got though. Somebody yeah. was like, I'm not gonna leave until I find out what, what, what Taco Bell Hall Riley got. Okay. If I can open this. Say, I think we're pretty much done with the uh last of us talk for the most part, either way. Yeah, but Plus, it's almost I mean, seven and it's 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 time to bail soon anyway. Yeah. I love the episode. I think it's fantastic. I, I think yeah. the series is great, right? I know nothing about the game and I'm I'm in like my wife and I are like, oh, is it Sunday yet? Is it Sunday yet? Like, we want to watch the next episodes. Yeah. 
And they're saying next week is the best of the season. So we'll see. Don't say that. That's dumb. <laughs> Don't mean, oh, but the rest of the season is downhill from here. No, it's they not shot their wad. Okay, so they had the deluxe cravings box out there. Oh, those are great. Those are like five bucks, right? You got yeah, like five, six bucks or whatever. Yeah. So I only spent in total like sixteen dollars instead of my usual twenty. Um, so chips and, and cheese, uh, regular hard taco. In retrospect, I should have asked for the Dorito shell, um, a chalupa, and then one of their what kind of chalupa ground beef steak. Uh, I think it's just ground beef. I, I didn't make any modifications to, to my order. Um, and then their new one of their new additions, the Chipotle chicken burrito, which I've, I've had. They have two. There's that one. And the the other one is like the salsa verde burrito. And that one is not very good. Uh, it, the flavor's f- fine. Maybe it was just the one I got, but it was kind of dry. Um, then I got to appease Lou, because honestly, I haven't tried it in a while. I got uh, the Diablo sauce instead oh. of fire. So we'll see how this impacts me. Uh, the Fiesta potatoes... Um, and then one of these is cheesy. I think this is cheesy rice and bean, and this is probably the beefy five layer. Do that beefy five five layers are one of the best things. So there's there's the meal. Now I don't, I just have to decide where to start. <laughs> Matt Miranda in the house, everybody. What up, Matt? Matt misses going on, streams, buddy. Are you just keeping it on me? Like no, somewhere? I'm gonna close it now. I was just <laughs> I was, yeah, well, I was just gonna just watch him like stuff his face awkwardly. Like oh god, a million things. <laughs> oh, he got taco sauce and shit all in his beard. Yeah. Uh, let's see how far back I can scoot my computer. So I don't have HBO currently, and I haven't been able to watch The Last of Us, but I like. I never, I tried to play the first one and I didn't really get into it. Like that was, that was really like my wife's thing. Like, uh, she loves the, the, the first game didn't care as much for the second game. Um, because of something that happens in it. Yeah. Um, narratively. Um, Matt Miranda, buddy, you had it's biceps and tricep day today, huh? I was a. Uh, I did biceps and shoulders. I do those together. I usually part of my set. Mine's buys and tries as well. I bought Taco Bell and I'm trying some new items. There you go. There you go. Uh, Tasty Melon asked, "Did they have to double bag with all that weight?" Mm-mm. But it was in two separate containers. Was the uh, the super stoned guy there, or whatever you were saying earlier? To do this just. <laughs> No, higher than Snoop Dogg in a helicopter. <laughs> Unfortunately, all right. So, you know what? I think we're gonna get ready to step out soon. So, let's see here. We got the last, I'll do the last uh IST ad here. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. So, check it out. If you're here, you know what's up. You want to be a sm- and, if, and if you don't know what's up, here's what's up. Be a smart shopper. If you're looking for your omnibuses, hardcovers, trade paperbacks, and all your collected editions and graphic novels, don't go paying full cover price 
check out InStockTrades.com where you can get your books at a massive, massive, massive discount, uh, up to 50% off. Uh, free shipping on orders in the U.S. that are over $50. Excellent customer service. Top of the line. Industry standard when it comes down to packing and shipping. An extra 2% discount um, for a loyalty discount. You make one order, you make another order, you get an extra 2% on there. They give us a $50 gift card that we do give away on the last Monday show. Which, is that this Monday? I think this is. I think it might be this Monday. But either way, so check us out on Mondays, especially I think it's this Monday is the last one where we'll be giving away live on the show a $50 gift card courtesy of InStockTrades.com. So definitely everybody check them out. Make them your first search and your first go-to for all your omnibus and collected edition needs. Bam. All right. Uh, Lou, I think we're all ready to go. You got a baby. I got a couple kids. Um, Riley's over there nursing Taco Bell. Where can people <laughs> find you at, Lou? Uh, guys, you can find me at ComicsDad101 on Twitter and ComicsDad101 on YouTube, where there's an archive of old videos. And uh, I'll give Riley a chance real quick to finish his food. Uh, everybody, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Gabe Loves 90s Comics. And here on YouTube, uh, Gabe Loves 90s Comics. I did put out a video recently. It was a live video of me unpacking a uh, set or an unopened box of 1994 Jim Lee Wildcats trading cards. So check that out. Um, and Riley, what about you, brother? Uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, The Omnibus Collector, uh, Twitter, Omni Collector. Bam. All right, everybody. Once again, thanks for showing up here. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Check us out. Also, the audio version of this on your favorite podcast platform. And what's do we know anything for Manga Bros tomorrow, Riley? You guys got an idea? Just I don't know. Pop up with Gio. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Maybe, well, no, that'll probably be next week. I was going to say preview the next month's stuff, but that's probably going to be next week. Um, I don't know, probably just any random news that Geo finds. There you uh, go. We should have our our bi-weekly uh, guest host, uh, Colleen from Colleen's Manga Rex, joining in. Uh, so we'll, we always have a great time, three of us together. It's going to be a good show. All right. Yeah, you guys need some manga information? You want to share some manga love? Show up here on Thursday. Show up tomorrow. So with that said, everybody, keep your dick clean and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. You don't have to keep your dick clean. You can keep it dirty. No one cares. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. It's like Bigfoot's dick in here. <laughs>